Yo, what is up, everybody? I hope all my brothers and sisters out there are doing so well. I will say I'm doing better. I'm not in my head as much as I had mentioned on my little um, self-check-in episode. Those things are still strange out here, still getting interesting dreams. But to say the least, um, I really did take my own advice on the list I compiled of ways to stay sane during this time. I don't know if you all saw it. I posted it on my um, on my personal page and also on the podcast page, which you guys know you can follow at no judgment here underscore pod. Hold on. Let me check. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Sometimes you just have so many pages, you'd be forgetting. And then my personal page is Chanel.Ellison. So um, I posted it on both of those. But my list was just talking about ways to stay sane. And I mentioned getting in God's word, um, praying and meditating, video chatting your friends, limiting your time on social media. And last but not least, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Because I had mentioned some people are really going through this alone and being in your house alone with nobody can be hard. But if you know you have people in your phone that you can talk to, people you can at least video chat, do that just so you can keep that type of interaction going on. So, yes, but overall, my week wasn't too bad. I had some different things happen that did caused me to get out the house I had a brother who had a birthday so I paid him a visit and I know people are like going getting going out the house and just going anywhere you just shouldn't be doing it period just just stay home just stay home and it's like all right I understand that however I'm keeping like I I know where people have been and everyone else is staying in the house and we're not over there like all on each other's faces. I know people probably slander me and go against me for even leaving my house at all. But anywho, I went and said hi to my brother and um, went to my mom's for the weekend like we usually do. So but like I said, going out and at least contacting people that area my family and staying close to really does help stay sane so I did it even though I know it's not recommended don't come for me do not come for me because I left my house okay okay but um I've been enjoying this time as well or somewhat trying to I don't know if you guys are all keeping up but IG is having like these different battles between artists and they are so entertaining. I actually tuned into the first one um, Saturday, which was Lil Jon and T-Pain. And let me tell you, it was lit. It was lit. I can't lie. Like I was really in there requesting the songs, knowing which one they was going to play next. Like it was just a really good experience, you know, and it sucks that we have to all connect that way but for artists to take their time and to put on something like that for us is really cool because you know they don't have to do that they can be enjoying their quarantine time 
in their nice, luxurious homes with their family doing whatever they want. But they're like, you know, let's do something for the people. To do something for those who support our music and have been with us, you know, since day one. Listening and playing every song from elementary to middle school to high school, college, just all these different periods in our life where their music was a part of it. So which is really cool to see and then also seeing like the celebrity interaction within it and celebrities commenting and I just I really enjoyed it. So I'm ready for the next one. I know there was supposed to be the what the the Teddy Riley and the baby face and they start talking about charging. Like see this is when it loses its purpose and makes you not want to do it anymore. Cause don't charge. Like don't make your profit off of us. Like we're all home bored. You gonna charge us to play some music we already heard? Like, don't do that. Don't do that. So I know the internet is talking about that right now, especially Twitter. You know how Twitter is going on and on about it. Speaking of social media and Twitter, um, there was this post I saw, and I literally have been talking about it all weekend because it just blew my mind. And see, this is why we're the No Judgment Here podcast because we take something and we discuss it with. A non-judgmental approach. That means literally taking it from every aspect, seeing it from every aspect, the person that is the topic of conversation, what they did, just really understanding. And see, that's that's the sociologist in me wanting to pick apart things and understand, well, why would that person do that? Really get into their mind. So just really taking apart something and seeing everyone's perspective. But anyway, there was this post from Facebook, but I saw it on Twitter first. And it was this um, this mother in Florida. You know, Florida folks, something in the water. This mother, she posted this um, long-winded caption of this photo of her sons. And I just couldn't believe it. It was hard to read being a mom especially a mom of a son and the way she was just describing her her boys it just wasn't motherly um behavior she was pretty much saying how like her boys are so handsome and she buys them gold teeth and they're able to do this and that because um they're her kids pretty much and they're spoiled and she's going to spoil her kids if she wants to that's her prerogative she's not going to tell her kids how many um girls they can talk to instead if you're the mom of a daughter you need to tell your daughter not to like my type of son like just crazy stuff and before you ask no like they're not teenagers even if they are teens like that behavior still isn't okay they're the oldest was nine years old and then there was a younger one he had to be like seven or something and I'm just reading this like wait a second your your nine-year-old is talking to multiple girls I don't understand here your nine-year-old has gold teeth what uh make it make sense so it's just just the way she was defending him and just it was just too much for me. I'm definitely going to post it so you guys can see because I'm not reading the post word from word. This is um, just memory. And you know me, like, I feel like that's all of us. We just keep on scrolling through someone's page. So I kept on scrolling. And then she posted something 
about texts she found in her phone. And this is the nine-year-old, I said. And the nine-year-old had girls asking him if they can be his side chick. And I'm like, what is happening? Maybe I'm disconnected. And I don't know this is how these young kids are talking to each other. But as a mother, you have to intervene and be like, yeah, no, that's not okay. This is when you start taking phones away. And honestly, ugh. I, I don't know if my nine-year-old will have a phone. More than likely, I'm not going to lie. More than likely, so they can always get in touch with me. But I will teach them about communicating on the phone in certain conversations they should and shouldn't have. And yeah, I'm, I want to check my child's phone too, just to make sure they're not being lured in by someone else. You know, I feel like as parents, we should always have those boundaries and be able to check our kids stuff but she didn't condemn it she didn't correct it her response was oh this is what I'm going through look at his phone lord you just help me how I'm gonna get through I said huh what (laughs) it wasn't a like it wasn't anything like oh I had to tell him not to do that that's not okay we don't do that it was how am I gonna keep going um you be his mom and tell him that's not okay and not to be have any type of conversations. And if young girls want to be his side chick, tell him he doesn't have time for girls. He needs to focus on school. Like it just really blew my mind. And I had to show it to my mom. My mom was just like, what? Like she was disgusted too. And I think the lady thought people were quote unquote hating on her kids, but it's like, no, it's okay to dress your kids you know, fashionably and however you want, but you got to let them know that life is more than being materialistic. Like I didn't see any type of value she was putting into her kids. She was showing her kids how to look nice. Looking nice is only going to get you so far. So I'll post that so we can chat about that. Um, And, you know, from her perspective, she may have grew up not having much. I see that happen a lot where some parents grew up not having much and when they have kids, they want to give their kids the whole world, but they end up doing that in very materialistic ways and there's still a disconnect from their kid because they're not putting values in their children or anything really important. So that was one thing that really had my weekend going Um, but other than that, you know, it was pretty cool. Still, like I said, stuck up in the house dealing with that. It it is something to deal with. And I hope everyone else is dealing with it too, because I just feel we're all in the same boat right here. We don't know what's next. We don't know how to feel. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing that people struggle with is how to feel right now. There's just so many emotions Some people want to drink their emotions away. Can't do that. So, I mean, granted, you can, but I don't recommend that. Um, It's just a difficult time to really describe how you feel. So, I'm always here. People want to connect, you know, over social media or the phone or whatever. I just really hope people are finding healthy ways to get through this and not finding themselves at the bottom of a bottle drinking all the time. Find some healthy ways to cope with this, okay? All right. 
Okay, here's my favorite part of the show where we go into our topic. Um, I mentioned way early on before that the way I do this is I like to have an overall topic for the entire month and then each week branches off into like a sub heading, if you would say, of that topic. So for April, April's topic is self. S-E-L-F, self. And this week, the topic particularly is self-awareness. Now, I'm big on self-awareness. And sometimes I feel like my self-awareness really opens the eyes of others because they realize how self-aware I am. And they're like, dang, like I don't encounter that every day. I've had that happen when people are like, I'm I'm so surprised or so amazed at how how self-aware you are. And that's important to me. I like being in tune with myself. I like knowing when something doesn't feel right. And then I have to come back and circle in and say, okay, Chanel, what happened at that moment that made you lose your cool? What happened at that moment that just really got you down? Like, I like really being in tune with myself and being aware with myself and knowing how to center and get back realigned. You know, self-awareness really allows you to understand the beliefs you have, your thought process, your behaviors and feelings. It's a time to really get raw with yourself. You know, if you... Honestly, this is my opinion. I feel like if you haven't had that moment of going to yourself, checking yourself, and even to the point where you start crying because you're just like, wow, I know who I am. Or wow, I've been pretending to be somebody I'm not this whole time and I'm sick of it. You're not aware yet. I feel like you really got to have that raw emotional moment, not necessarily a breakdown, but just a time where you just, you really want to figure out why you are the way you are. And it could be a certain situation that happened that just leaves you confused and clueless. It could be a certain person you meet, a certain relationship you got into that just made you wonder why that happened. And so it all starts with yourself and you go back to yourself to figure out. And ultimately, you have to ask, well, is being self-aware judging yourself? Most definitely it is for the simple fact that, like I said, you really have to dig deep and ask yourself, Why am I the way I am? Why do I react to certain situations this way? Why do I have certain triggers, even pet peeves? Like, and for me, the very thing I always do is a lot of my stuff that I see in my adult life started in my childhood. And I think that's a very good place to start when you assess your childhood you see so much come out you see the good and the bad in yourself and like I said I gained that self-awareness because I started with things that I struggle with and one of my number one things that I 
struggle with or I've faced repeatedly in my life is rejection. But not just rejection, but the longing to feel accepted by people that I felt were important. People that I valued and I wanted them to see me just as valuable. And like I said, the first step for me was going back to my childhood because that's where so many things started that affect us. Some people have really traumatic experiences in their childhood. I didn't have anything crazy, traumatic, um, but there were certain situations that really stuck with me. And when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that is why I think like that. It all makes sense. And so one of the things that really helped me see why rejection is such a a big thing is because I grew up um, just me and my mom living together. Now, granted, my dad was in my life. He wasn't in my household, but he was in my life. And there were times when he was like supposed to come get me. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I would be at the window waiting for him to come. And he would text my mom like every hour, let him let her know she's still coming. And I'm like, okay, all right, where's he at? Where's he at? And not show up. And that is hard as a kid. Because it makes you feel like, You're not important enough for your parent to stop what they're doing and come get you and come spend time with you. Also, speaking of of time, quality time is my love language. Does it all make sense now? Do y'all understand what I'm getting at? Okay, I'm not going to go into the quality time thing because I'm going to leave that for another episode. But it, it affects you as a kid and it made me turn on my mom because I would be like how could you not make him come like you've been talking to him texting him and he's not here and she would never fight me on it like I think she kind of understood my pain and she would be more so frustrated and I'm pretty sure she would like go call my dad in private like you you can't keep doing this you can't keep telling her you coming now don't get me wrong like my my dad was an amazing dad and I say was because he is no longer here on earth but yeah my dad when he showed up he showed out like that's how he was but he was just involved in things that took up more his time and as a kid of course you want to feel like you're your parents most important priority your most important thing but it's like I got to get this money or I got to spend time with you and continue to buy you stuff you know and so I grew up getting more of his money and less of his time when I would have have I would have loved to have it the other way. So as an adult, I can see how that comes out to play day to day, being rejected by people I valued, you know, that definitely hurt. However, I have been able to see why I valued them so much. And why I longed for their acceptance, no matter how many times they show me their true colors, how many red flags. It was like I was able to look past that 
and just still want them to see me for who I am and see me as worthy of their acceptance. Which leads to something else major about myself was that I have the ability or I always, you know, give everyone a chance and I try to see the good in them regardless of how many times they show you who you are. You know, the phrase is when someone shows you who you who they are, believe them. And that's very true. Um, But, you know, you can't be stuck in the past wishing you never did what you did. But that's definitely something that I've learned about myself is that I give people chances and I just I see the good in them no matter what and that can be dangerous because you find yourself in relationships and friendships with people who don't bring any type of value to your life and you slowly lose a part of yourself so when you're self-aware you only invite certain people into your life when you befriend someone or start a relationship with someone and you see yourself doing things you wouldn't normally do or say things you wouldn't normally say and it starts to make you feel uncomfortable like you just don't feel like yourself that's self-awareness that's those internal thoughts and feelings telling you to step away and assess what's happening with you in doing so you begin to distance yourself from certain people and certain situations because you want to feel the happiness you had. You want to feel like yourself. You don't want to feel like you're conforming or doing what's cool. And that's why certain people have experienced a loss in friendships or someone will say, oh, you change. And it's like, no, I haven't changed. I've always been me. I've just have become more aware of who I am. It wasn't about changing. It was knowing myself. I had to know who I was. And I see people encounter that too. And first of all, change isn't bad. So let's just put that out there. Change is not bad. But you know, those feelings that brings another part, important part about self-awareness, your your feelings. Like today's generation makes feelings, you know, to be such a bad thing, especially when you're quote unquote in your feelings, it's one thing to be in your feelings. It's another thing to actually know your feelings and vocalize them and have no issue of telling people how you feel. You know, knowing what makes you angry is important. Knowing what makes you sad is important. Knowing what makes you happy is important. Being aware of oneself allows you to manage your emotions. So when you catch yourself in your feelings, being self-aware helps you out of that because you know you can't soak in that like you know what got you to the point of so much anger and so you're able to assess that and retreat and go to a place where you're happy or go to a place where you're positive but you can't do that if you're not aware of the current state of emotions you're in right now you know and say for instance you reacted a certain way to a situation that you knew you shouldn't have, then later you're able to reflect on it. And you tell yourself you could have reacted better. But see, if you're not self-aware, you're just... I also think self-awareness makes you more rational. 
you know, if it is a situation where someone did you dirty, someone betrayed you, and the irrational thing would be to seek revenge. I have to hurt them the way they hurt me. The rational self-awareness self of you would really assess what happened. Now, that's not saying that you're not going to be angry right away. Like, of course you will, but you're not going to necessarily act on that anger. You're going to figure out how to get through it. And if you're like me, you would want to, you know, address that person and what happened or (laughs) another trait of mine. And I honestly don't know where this came from. I should still be digging for this trait, but I am so quick to cut somebody off. Like it's effortless. Like I'm pretty much prepared to do it, to not have people again. And, you know, talking about it, actually, it kind of makes sense. Like I have lost people in my life abruptly. So maybe that kind of like shaped me to always be prepared to not have someone in my life again. But I'm not about to dig that deep into that. But anyway, like... I'm always, if someone wrongs me, like, I'm like, okay, well, if I don't have to talk to them again, it is what it is. They shouldn't have done me wrong. It's not about seeking revenge. I'm more so like, okay, I just don't have to associate myself with them again. Granted, that is a way to handle things. I won't say it's the healthiest way. Um, But if it benefits you the most to not have to interact with them again and see them again, then hey, It is what it is at that point. So yes, I am a big believer of being self-aware because being self-aware, it helps you become less critical of other people because you have to assess yourself and see you for who you are and you see that you're flawed. You see that you're not perfect. You see that you have ups and downs and most importantly, you see that you're, you're your own individual self, just like everybody else is their own self. And being self-aware helped me really work with my judgmental self. You know, I grew up being the, the quote-unquote like good kid. I never really got into trouble and so many people... It's expected so much of me like, oh, Chanel, she's so good. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. She gets good grades. She's not really like boy crazy. Like she's just a really good person, a good kid. So you grow up and when you're, it's beaten to your head that, oh, you're so good because you do these things or you don't do these things. And then you see people who do the things that are, quote, per se bad you're like wow I really am good I'm not like them because look what they're doing I live my whole life not doing that so that's like another place where that judgmental part of me came from a lot of it's comparing myself to other people mainly because of what was pumped into my head so that's why another reason why I just value self-awareness because it really helped me get to this point of wanting to overcome being judgmental because who am I to judge? 
Who are you to judge? Who are we to judge? So I do hope my little bit of transparency into really tapping in with myself and becoming self-aware will help someone who isn't so sure if they know themselves or if they're not they're not sure why they think a certain way, why they react a certain way or why they don't have any control over their emotions. I hope that hearing this can help you start that journey. And you all know how much I love list. I mentioned that before. I love me a good list. So I found this list on developgoodhabits.com. So here it is. It's how to be more self-aware. Eight tips to boost self-awareness. Now, each tip kind of breaks down what it means, but I'm just going to tell you the actual tip. So the first one is to look at yourself objectively. Um, I guess I can be helpful and say what that means or how to do that. So an exercise to help with that is to try to identify your current understanding by writing out your perceptions. Um, Another thing is to think about things you are proud of, any accomplishments that really stand out throughout your life. Um, Also, here we go with the childhood. It says, think about your childhood and what made you happy back then, what has changed and what has remained the same. What are the reasons for the changes? Number two is to keep a journal. I'm really huge on journaling. I used to do it a lot when I was in college. Like I journaled every day. I would reflect on the day any situation, how I reacted to it, that was something really big. Um, So I definitely do recommend keeping a journal. Number three, write down your goals, plans, and priorities. Four, perform daily self-reflection. Once again, that is so important to just wind down and see how your day went, where were your highs, Where were your lows? Any stressors? So great. Five, practice meditation and other mindfulness habits. Six, take personality and psychometric tests. Um, They put some tests on here and you know I'll definitely post these on Instagram, Twitter. The two tests they post are the Myers-Briggs test and the predictive index. I don't think I've taken either of those, so I will take those and post my results. Seven, ask trusted friends to describe you. I definitely like this one because I'm just big on feedback in general. Like I like to know if I said something that bothered you or if I behaved a certain way that wasn't normal, tell me. Like, Chanel, you you were being real funky. What's going on? Or, like, just be honest with me because I'll be honest with you. Um, lastly, number eight. Here we go. Well, this is ask for feedback at work. Um, I think if I really love my job, I would like to do this. But 
that's a different story. But on this list is recommended to ask for feedback at work. So you can definitely um, give that a try. So you guys, that is a list of how to boost self-awareness. My health slash beauty tip of the week, which is great for your health and to look great, is get enough rest. I know during this time where we're staying in the house and some of us don't really have many responsibilities, especially if you're just living by yourself and you don't really have anyone to care after, you go to bed whenever, wake up whenever. If you are working from home, of course, you got to wake up in time for that. But don't sleep so late to the point where you wake up and you don't have any energy, like still value your sleep. I catch myself some nights not getting much rest at all and I wake up the next day and I'm trying to work and my head is just like pounding and it's so hard to focus. So get enough rest, still value your sleep. It is very important, especially at this time, you know, sleep can help with some stress. So definitely get some rest. All right. So that is how the week was for me i hope you all will have a great week i will get back to my schedule of releasing episodes on mondays i know this one is late and it'll be a back-to-back episode because i'll have another one come out on monday covid19 just did its thing and just messed up stuff but i'm releasing this one now and expect another one next monday thank y'all for tuning in to the no judgment here podcast I appreciate it. Love you all. Thank you.